I was actually born in Union County. The first few years of my life, I was in Winfield Park. And my grandmother lived in Winfield Park up until 2000. So I spent a lot of time in Union County, in the Cranford, Union, Clark, Westfield, the whole area. We spent a lot of time. But my parents moved out to Hunterdon County back in the 70s. So I grew up basically in Hunterdon County, spent most of my childhood there. We moved to Clinton, which is where I'm currently the mayor. I have been serving for mayor for the last two years. And when I moved back to Clinton, it was because I wanted that same kind of community feeling for my family that I had growing up. And even what I had when I lived down in Union County and would come and visit my grandmother. My background, I was in the corporate world. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration. So, you know, I did the corporate world for about 12 years, worked with mostly in financial services. It was NatWest Bank, then became Fleet Bank. Then I moved over to Prudential Services where I ran a 24 by 7 call center and a marketing project management team. When they moved their offices out to California, it was a, oh, I don't really want to go to Cal, as much as I'd like to go to California, I'm not going to California. And uh, did some consulting on my own, worked for a number of companies, doing some work. And then I had my two sons and decided to stay home for a little while and realized that that was the best opportunity for me to get involved politically. I've always been intrigued by politics. I've loved to see how the elected officials can actually make a difference in someone's life. So the first year I ran for council in Clinton was in 2003. And I remember it was three women running against three men. And one of the first doors we knocked on, the guy said to me, you know, you can't beat Bob Smith. He's been here for 30 years. And I said, okay, well, let's watch and see. And um, at that election, we did win. Two of the three of us won. So we took our council seats and I served on council for three years. I then went down to Trenton. I was appointed by the governor to run the New Jersey Division on Women. And the division was a fabulous opportunity. I spent four years there. We funded the sexual assault programs, displaced homemakers. We worked with the DV community. We worked with unemployed, underemployed women looking for opportunities and basically helping those that didn't fit any plates else find where they needed to go. When I left the division in 2010, I went back to do some consulting, continued to do some speaking and saw what was happening in my town, in Clinton, and was a little disappointed with some of the financial issues that they were facing. Decided to run for office, ran against Bob Smith again, and um, won the seat in 2011. So I took office in 2012, and I'm the only Democrat serving on the council. But what I will tell you is all of the Republicans that I work with on my council, because I'm obviously in a very Republican community, have gone out of their way to work with me. We've accomplished more in two years than I ever thought we'd accomplish in four. All politics is local. It's about the communities that you serve, whether you serve at the county, state, or federal level. You need to come back to the communities and understand what's important to them. Why have you decided to make the jump from the town of Clinton to running for Congress? The decision wasn't an easy decision. I have thought about it for a little while. And quite frankly, I will tell you that Congressman Lance is a friend of mine. I've always had a great deal of respect for him. The decision to run came from what I've seen happening. And I think the catalyst was the shutdown in October. To know that people who are representing us are more focused on party politics and rhetoric than really being worried about what's happening on Main Street bothers me. I also think that there need to be more women in politics. I think there need to be more women at the table. If there are more women at the table, there's a different conversation that takes place. We look at things a little bit differently. We're much more collaborative. 
And that's not to say that men aren't collaborative, but I think it's just a different type of collaboration. We never heard about it, but it was a group of bipartisan women that actually created the framework to reopen government in October. If they hadn't sat down and said, we can't continue this way, who knows how long we would have stayed shut down. But they sat down, put aside their differences, and made the decision to work on what needed to be worked on. You don't really hear about it. I think only Senator McCain was the only one who even told us that it was because of the women. So I think if more women are there having those conversations, more conversations will take place about what's important to Main Street, what's important to the communities that we serve. And that's what I want to do. I want to take the Main Street mentality back down to Washington. I'm concerned about my small businesses. Clinton is a beautiful community, and it is a community of eclectic stores, shops, restaurants, and I know that if I lose Main Street now, all we will become is an exit off 78. People won't come to Clinton for any other reason, and I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that happen in Clinton. I don't want to see that happen to any of the other communities in this district because I know that Clinton is a microcosm of what this district looks like. You've already touched on it, but what are some of your priorities if you were to be elected to Congress? The economy is probably one of the number one priorities. It is identifying what are the issues impacting our small businesses. I have businesses that have been there for 30 years or more that struggle every single day. And I spend time on Main Street. I hear what their stories are. I see businesses try to make it and close after a couple of years because they can't make it where they're at or it's just not enough to support a family. So it's understanding what the needs are of our small business communities. It's understanding the importance of ensuring that there's an unemployment insurance for those who are unemployed. I have neighbors who have never been unemployed in their lives and all of a sudden have found themselves without jobs and are panicked that they have to do it within you know, a short time period or they're going to run out of that safety net that was put in place to protect those individuals. I get that there are people who abuse the system, but why do we have to take it out on those that don't? To me, it's about fixing the system, not about taking something away. It's about looking at the minimum wage. And I know that I get a lot of pushback that small businesses can't afford the minimum wage. And I'll tell you that most of my small businesses downtown pay more than the minimum wage to their full-time employees because they understand the need for a livable wage. I get that the kids get paid eight twenty-five an hour, and that's fine for the high school kids and the college kids. But for those individuals who are working out there, you can't survive on eight twenty-five an hour. Having worked at the Division on Women and seeing the impact, because obviously minimum wage impacts more women, and to see how that's impacted them, even the dollar increase, they've come back and said, it's a little better. It's not perfect, but it's a little better. It helps me breathe a little bit easier maybe each week versus not being able to breathe. You can't provide for a family on 825 an hour, not in this economy, not in this state. So those are obviously huge issues for me. When we get into conversations around, you know, a woman's right to choose, here's what it comes down to. It's not about being pro-abortion or against abortion. It's about that's a decision that really needs to be between a, a woman and her family, a woman and her faith. Until someone walks in their shoes, no one understands why that decision is made. And again, it's something that doesn't go away. It will be there regardless of whether it's legal or not. We've seen it before. We'll see it again if, if we go down that road. I don't think women make the decision arbitrarily. But again, that's a decision that I think that they need to make. My priority is obviously the economy, but I'm going to talk about the issues that no one wants to talk about as well. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.